What's up, everybody? Welcome back into another edition of SSPN Post Game. I'm Jude. I still get it wrong every time. That's my man, Ethan. Um, and we just watched a pretty thrilling Spurs game this weekend. I know it was a loss, so I was wrong on my prediction, but I think I was right in the fact that this was the one this week that we had the best chance of winning. As this almost went to double overtime, and really the Spurs had two chances to win this game, but just couldn't convert. Um, Ethan, give me give me your thoughts on this 124 uh, 122 overtime loss to the Grizz. I mean, start to finish, it was a complete game from everybody. I felt it was a very competitive game. I know we got down early, I think, by 14 points in that first quarter, but we just never let up. Our second unit looked great. They brought energy. Mm-hmm. Romeo Langford looked great defensively, as well as getting to the basket and creating shots for others. Josh Richardson, Doug McDermott, able to score close to that 10-point mark. Jay Rich had 13. Dougie had 9. So when those two guys get close to that 10 to 15-point mark, it's going to be easier for our guys to in the starting lineup to kind of do what they do. And then our two best players, KJ and Devin, you know, 22 points each. That's what they're supposed to do, and they were able to succeed offensively tonight. Sorry about the dog. He was really, <laughs> really quiet until t- just now when I got on here. That's how it works, right? Yeah, literally. <laughs> Uh, or I'm sorry, Jakob had 22, KJ had 16. I know KJ struggled shooting tonight, but able to get to the cup, um, found other ways to contribute when his shot wasn't falling, trying to get boards, you know, fight for the offensive rebound, putbacks, etc. Sohan couldn't have asked for a better game from him. I think this might have been his best game of the year so far. Very efficient defensively as well as offensively, um, able to hit a three early on. It's just tough that we couldn't pull it out in the end. That's just, the experience is just what lost tonight for us. Memphis has more experience. They're a more talented team, and they ended up pulling away. But we had the opportunities to win. We just couldn't capitalize. Yeah, uh, this comment from our man Pablo here, he says, I felt we should have ran a play through Sohan at the end. That's uh, what I told you, texting to you. win, And that was the reason I brought it up before. Yeah. Uh, when we, Me and Ethan were texting at the end of that one, and he was like, this is going to be a lob to Sohan. And it ended up working out uh, being a great play. Um, just, just couldn't convert. But, you know, really, I think not to just steal – you know, Bill and Sean and what they said and make that what our show is. But like, um, I really think they described it perfectly. It's like, this is a team, you know, not to make excuses, but just this is also the reality. Memphis, you know, yes, they're a younger team. Um, obviously not more than the Spurs. I just mean like in the league, they're they're a younger team. Um, but, you know, they have more vets. You have Steven Adams in there as well. Um, but they just have the experience. Like they've gone through a deep playoff run. They've had to play, you know, three different series with each other. And like, they're just going to handle the start of that overtime better as they're just going to handle those situations better because they're more experienced in them point blank. Right. And our guys are still learning how to win games and kind of growing, going through those growing pains in order to be able to execute and get the dub at the end of the day. Um, but this game, once really, I, I had a lot of positive takeaways from this game. This just Me too. reinforced the idea that you know these guys can compete with with most teams that they play night in and night out, um, especially if Devin and Keldon are going. Because that's the other thing: if Keldon has a normal shooting night, this game, you know, I, I think that obviously the game will go different, like every game would, you know, just depending on the flows of momentum and stuff. But it really feels like if Keldon had a shooting night that he normally did, um, didn't have an off one, uh, the Spurs would have pulled this one out. I mean, from the free throw line, if he had just hit two more free right. throws, we got a tie game. He only shot 60% tonight, mm-hmm. and everybody kind of struggled from the free throw line. That's been a 
it's been a common theme throughout the season. I don't know what our it's been around the league there. too. It's been yeah. down around the league. It's not just the Spurs. So but have you seen that stat trend. though? Everyone shoots free throws way better against the Spurs. Oh my god! Like they sh- like like av- like the average is like ten percent better than their normal we average when they're playing the anything. Spurs. I don't know what it is, but they just shoot better when they play us. Uh, I don't think that's you they have know, more confidence. I guess that might be it. And props to the Memphis Grizzlies, man, because they played phenomenal as well. Desmond Bain and Jaw both had thirty-two. Um, I don't think we can. This is just they played a better game. I don't think the Spurs lost this game. I know that's a common like trope that everyone says did you win it or did you lose it or, right. you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. but this would be a perfect case to use the memphis grizzlies won this game rather than the san antonio spurs lost it <laughs> <laughs> yeah free throw defense is atrocious <laughs> i like that i like that yeah just just some other takeaways from this game um you know jay rich another thing he was playing really well until mm-hmm. kind of the fourth quarter so it's like yeah. if he was playing the way he was you know not to he is not the reason we lost the game at all he's a he's no. a big part that they were in it um but it the turnovers there were some mistakes kind of in that fourth quarter from him and that's when you were texting me you're like gotta get Devin in and you know Pop was doing his thing where he he leaves the the hot guy out until like you know the last six or seven minutes like he did with Manu all the time. Obviously, it's different because Devin's a starter, but it's that same similar thing. Um, another thing though that our man Edward Fowler just brought up, mm-hmm. I'm impressed with Bassey as in Me Charles Bassey. Huge game from him tonight, Ethan. And was it not just like a gift wrapped thing? I almost tweeted this, but I decided I just wanted to save it for the show. Um, I almost, I already said that. Anyways, Charles Bassey was like gift wrapped to the Spurs in the timing of everything because now Zach's going to be out with his fracture um, for, I want to say at least a month. So huge to have Charles Bassey on the roster um, and, you know, to use up his two-way days here. You know, you may need to, uh, Charles, I don't know why I'm thinking about Charles Barkley, Sean Elliott two completely mm-hmm. different people um he was also mentioning on the broadcast like hey man we need to get charles we need to give him an apartment a house he's not going back yeah, to I heard that too. <laughs> like no and, and so but it's just huge because like if you didn't have that depth i mean it, it would be a, not to say like gorgie is serviceable but charles bassey is really looking like a, a nice pickup and a, and a I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll see as time progresses, but it really feels like kind of a steal for the Spurs, you know, picking him up after it seems like he wasn't really tapped into um, mm-hmm. in, in Philadelphia at all because it, he's shown a lot so far. And just like the other thing that I noticed just to continue talking about him is it was like this dude, you can tell he is just he's ready for NBA rotation minutes. Oh, yeah. He can be a backup center anywhere. And so the fact that we just kind of like got him gift wrapped, you know, because of the context of everything else going on. Um, and then now Zach gets hurt. I mean, just huge to have him on the team. So shout out to the front office for signing him. He's a great pickup because, I mean, I don't know. His offensive game wasn't what was touted when he came out of college. You know, he was really just a defensive-minded center, a big body, strong, fights for rebounds. You know, he bl- tries to block everything, which I love. He had four mm-hmm. fouls in 16 minutes. Like, that's how you know he's an aggressive player. But offensively, he looks like he's got some nice touch. He took one three. He missed it, but it didn't look bad. I'd like to see him continue taking those, trying to space the floor for us. Because Zach's a you know a good face-up player. He can shoot, a great passer. But where he struggles is getting 
beaten down. And that's where Pop has thrown in Gorgie at, at times to try and take some of that and load off of Zach. Playing Schultz. Zach at the four, too, because yep. sometimes he can match up better there, which I think will be interesting with, with Charles Bassey if he continues to play the way that he is. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, like, maybe down the line we move, and maybe this this kind of sucked for, for old boy uh, Romeo Langford, um, who played great tonight. You, we'll, we'll talk about him a little bit more in depth later. Um, but I, I wonder if, if Charles and Zach will end up seeing some time together, you know, once Zach gets back healthy, if he, if he keeps up this play style. I hope so. I think they would complement each other very well. Because yeah. Basie really has great positioning down low. I don't know, like every shot that we took, he was able to get in a spot to at least tip the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times we kind of just watch our our long rebounds and we don't you know, attack them, which is fine. It's probably by design that we want to get back in transition defense because that's where we've struggled in the past. But he's able to position himself so well because he's so big and physical. That's something that we've been missing because, you know, Gorgie's physical, but he's also old as heck and he's mm-hmm. not very athletic right. anymore. So now we have a young guy that is also physical. It's just a great contrast next to Zach, who's more of a, you know, you know, uh, speedy center, you know, light in the backside kind of deal. <laughs> I like the way you described it, but yes, he's, he's, you know, they list him as a center forward because he can kind of stretch the floor, do, you know, has that passing ability. He's just a slimmer big. And this really ties in to what, (laughs) to what our, what our our guy, uh, Swatcho bros is saying here. Um, Spurs just got to get better at rebounding these first quarters where the opposing teams get on fire, really fueled by the second and third chances they get, which is why once again, Charles Bassey is so huge to kind of have that. Not, Not only is he literally huge, but, Pause. 6'11", 245. But yeah. <laughs> the any, anyways, um, <laughs> the point is to have some – he's even more physical than Zach is uh, on the interior. So um, it's to have to have him come in once again, that is huge for that issue as well. And he'll continue to get better as well because he's super young. Like, And they're going to continue to develop him, which is pretty exciting. I know we won't do it, Jude. But he gets very good positioning offensively, too. He- you ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Gets like right in the restricted area, especially when he has a mismatch, and he's able to lock. We his like guy to make in. it that way, Edward. <laughs> he's able to lock <laughs> his guy in in the paint. And like a few times tonight, Jay Rich in particular missed him in the low block. He was, you know, had the mismatch wide open down low and, and we never threw it to him. Maybe that's a chemistry thing. Maybe that's just why would we throw it to Basie who just came up from the G League? Like, I'm not going to give you this ball. I'm a veteran. We're going to mm-hmm. move it around out here. Come set some picks. Like, it could be that. But I'd like to feed him a little bit more. Why not? I mean, he's so big and imposing. He got 30 points, you know, twice in the G League. Obviously, he right. knows how to score. He had a nice baby hook tonight. Like, let's try and look for him more often because he clearly has some skill that wasn't tapped into. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the real exciting thing. Cause he's only 21 years old and yeah. I keep forgetting this again. I think we talked about this last time, but he went to high school in San Antonio. They were mm-hmm. talking that about that again on the broadcast. And it's like, he's just really happy to be back in San Antonio. I'm like, this is just like, like I said, this was like gift wrapped. Like when, when, you, when you add in that context again, it just reinforces it. It just works a out, young right? center that wants to be in San Antonio. Sure. <laughs> 
at least he's not big for no reason too. And now, and that was the other thing I was thinking during this game, Ethan, I was like, for the past two years, like this is like in the LaMarcus, like DeRozan days, it was almost like it would have been better to have somebody like we've been asking for somebody like this, like at the center position, literally since then, like it's been so long, like since like Tiago, like, Hey, now we, we, we did have my boy Eubanks. Don't be, dis- don't be disrespecting Drew like that. He just had a 14.9 rebound, three block game. Uh, for this Portland. is and this so. is why it's perfect. He Drew is back home, and now Charles is back home. It was mm. the perfect. It was perfect exactly what we needed. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. What are some other things that we can take away from this game, Ethan? Jakob looked good. Looked aggressive. Finally, offensively, especially. Yeah, two steals points. tonight. Yeah, like finally he actually looked yes. like he had a fire. Yeah, no, he got back him. into rhythm, right. Yeah. And, and we saw that a lot earlier in the year, which is why he had 22 tonight. Um, and the way he rolls, like that, there there were so many times tonight, like with Keldon not being able to shoot well, that Trey was just like, screw it. I'm just going to run a pick and roll with Jakob. And that's a good play, like a yeah. lot of the time, which which you love to see that. that that's a testament to their chemistry. Um, that's a testament to, to, once again, what you just said, kind of Jakob, you know, playing a little bit more with that fire under his butt. Um, and, and then also, of course, to, to Trey Jones, whenever he was, he was able to beat a lot of people off the dribble tonight, get buckets, you know, once again, this is all kind of making up for Keldon, not having the greatest shooting night, which just made what he did even more needed. Um, and then on top of that, you know, of course, it's playmaking. That's the other thing that, that you got to always mention. Trey Jones, uh, 11 and 11 tonight. I didn't put him on the stat sheet, but I should have. Didn't have the best shooting night, but it doesn't matter. Found a way to get a double-double, got a steal, contributed. Had four boards tonight as well, too. It's another thing that you just sort of alluded to, Jude, that I didn't even realize. That I'm so glad y'all brought this up. Oh, yeah, Jakob Zero was dirty. Dirty, yes. dirty. Everybody was going crazy. Everybody was shook when that happened. Like the whole was, crowd, the whole bitch. Everybody was like, like Zach was over there. He was like, yeah, pristine <laughs> MVP, Jakob. Um, yeah, something that you sort of alluded to there. It didn't feel like Keldon was having that bad a night. Like we were always in the mm-hmm. game, and that just shows that everyone was able to elevate their games offensively. I know he didn't get the win, and maybe we would have liked to one of our bench guys like. Jay Rich or Doug to go off for the right. closer to 20 point mark. But for Sohan got 13. Jakob got 22. Trey Jones with 11 and 11. That shows a lot of character and our young guys to be able to, to see that and then step up. Because a lot of times in the past, what's happened when KJ or Devin hasn't shown up? We've just gotten blown out. 30 point loss, 40 point right. loss. Nobody's willing to take that next step. We came back multiple times tonight too. Yes, this was just a turning point, hopefully, for the rest of the team other than their two big two guys. We're not worried about KJ and, and Devin. They're going to get to their their numbers, but the rest of the guys finally taking that step up. It just depends on injuries, Ethan, because that's all what mm. this is tying back to. I hate to yep. say like, uh, Jakob is a little bit different because he kind of, you know, he played the whole time. But like Sohan, I feel like the reason he was able to find more success tonight is just because like we talked about, he got out of rhythm. These young players, they have to get in get into rhythms and he got sick and then had to kind of find his way back in. And it's like, okay, this was how he was looking right before he got sick. Yeah, it's true. What, were, what was the stat sheet? 13, okay, didn't have as many boards as he usually does, but still. And and he hit that three to start the game. As well. That two, two rebounds. And that yeah. steal late. Literally, he was the reason, those two plays late, he was the reason we were in the game. And True. Yeah, just... You, you love Sohan. And it it's great to see, like, for these past couple of years, we've been asking this, like, we've, we're starting him and we're playing him. I mean, 
let me see his exact minutes. Yeah, the starter starter level minutes. We're playing him mm-hmm. 30 minutes a night as a rookie in clutch situations, and he's doing well and getting better every game, it feels like. So you'd love to see that from him as well. Those two rebounds, I know we'd like to see more rebounds, but that's a little misleading because what he does so well is just tip the ball to Jakob or our other guys or swat it out in order for so Trey Jones to get that long rebound and push. Yeah, he's able to get those tips that are so important, especially getting into transition. You know, and I like that in a player because that shows he's not selfish. He's not just trying to stat pad. He wants uh-huh. the ball in the best place for the offense to get going. And it shows a lot of wherewithal, and a lot of intelligence in somebody that's so young. Yep. Um, so that is a misleading stat. Still, we'd like to get it up because we did get out rebounded. He'll get five. To he'll get five usually. Yeah, he'll, he'll get closer to that five, yeah. hopefully higher than that mark. Um, what was I going to say other than that? I Keldon had six tonight too. He, he yes. found he was eight. He had eight. Some, oh, he had eight. There you go. Yeah, he had some big boards too down the stretch. And, you know, he hasn't been doing that as much this year. But, like, you could tell in this game because he was struggling, he was like, all right, I'm going to kind of impose my will a little bit more on offense and defense, specifically in the paint, because he was like, I'm not working as well on the perimeter, so let me find a way to contribute, which you'd love to yeah. see that also. There was one thing I noticed defensively and as far as pick and roll defense we'll goes. We'll your question, Edward. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Edward. No, you're pick and, as far as pick and roll defense goes, I don't know what the solution is, Jude. I'm not, I don't have a basketball degree. I didn't play competitively mm-hmm. enough to know. But Jaw and Desmond and and um, I'm sorry, who's their other guard? Let me just look at the paper. Tyus and, and Dylan, every time they used Steven Adams in a pick and roll, especially when it was kind of a lower pick and roll, like mm-hmm. kind of in that mid-range area, um, Trey's doing his darndest to fight over those screens. God, all bless of them, them are, dude. He, he, everybody yeah, are, was trying so hard. But the issue is, every time they get over those screens, and Jakob has to show Jakob's doing a good job. You know, that's what he's supposed to do because that's John Moran. You can't just let him get all the way to the rack. But even if one of those guys misses their layup or their floater, whatever it may be, nobody's getting a body on Stephen Adams or Conchar. You know, we're letting these these bigs and the dunker spot kind of just kind of get to their spot and get tip backs. And I think that's where we got majorly out rebounded is nobody's rotating and getting a, a body on him. The only guy I saw consistently do it is Trey. But poor Trey is the, always going to be the smallest guy on the floor. So he's not going to be able to box out a Steven Adams who had 19 boards tonight. Yeah, 19 boards. So I don't know what the solution is, but something to keep your eye on because I'm sure Pop's not too happy about that. No, that's something that's kind of been happening throughout all games. I think it was a little bit worse in this game just because Steven Adams is so good at screens. And I think also that the Grizzlies kind of run a lot of handoffs like with screens and stuff too. Um, So that I think it was a little bit more highlighted tonight just because of the Grizzlies offense and Steven Adams. Um, But in the past... It's just like, I think it's just the way we're playing defense, like something with our defensive scheme is just causing that. And I think that like, at least as of right now, we'll see how it goes on with the season progresses. That might be something that pops just kind of accepting because Mm -hmm. like, you know, you got to give a little to, to take a little, you know, with some, with, with everything. So I think that that might just be something that they feel like their best path to win is, you know, you're going to have to just fight over those screens every time and try to win your one-on-one as best as Mm -hmm. you can and contest. Um, yeah. And it did because feel like that's every ball was happening. Going, yeah. Happening every game. Like, I feel like it was more exacerbated in this one, but I feel like we've kind of seen that throughout the season, which have led to, to wide open looks. Yeah. And it did feel like every loose ball, every long rebound really did bounce right to the Grizzlies. I don't know if you felt that way Dude, too. Like, we just could not rim, catch a break. I was texting you about the rim. Like, oh. there were so 
many, and it, that's not an excuse, but it was like, I feel like so many other times these shots, like nothing was wrong with their shot. It just rimmed out. You know what yeah. I mean? Sometimes that happened and it felt like that just happened consecutively um, down the stretch specifically. And so that was just tough. I mean, I can think of a tray floater that was off the backboard. It's like, that's great off glass. A couple, bounce, yeah. Bounces out, Keldon, whoever, right? The game winner, right? All that stuff. But, you know, it happens. But but I want to get to Edward's question because we talked about this earlier. I kind of foreshadowed it to it. Romeo Langford played great. Um, he's another person who's just been huge in the wake of this, you know, everything that went on with Primo, like, and not having as much guard depth. Um, the way that he has played uh, has just been awesome. You know, Pop said he might be their best on-ball defender. You tweeted it during the game. Romeo is guarding everyone right now. Um, you love to see it. You love to see it. I know not the most developed offensive player, not the most, like, you know, um, what's the word? scary <laughs> offensive player when he's got the ball in his hands you know he could do some things but mainly his job is to kind of not make mistakes and you know if you have a wide open drive go take it um or a wide open shot take it um but but still i mean once again in the wake of everything he's just been huge so i think he will continue to get run edward because you know you saw the big difference between him and malachi tonight and obviously all love to malachi he's going to go develop in austin and that'll be better for him. Um, but you saw kind of the difference between Romeo and Malachi tonight, because I think if Malachi was in, you know, you would have had a lot more mistakes and maybe that could have led to this being like a 10 point loss that doesn't go to overtime. You know what I'm saying? Where yeah. Romeo's out there causing havoc on defense every time may not be the most imposing offensive player, you know, but doesn't make mistakes, has experience and knows to just do the right thing. Um, and I feel like pop system, the Spurs system is also kind of tailored to role players playing like that. Um, So he's playing his role greatly. And uh, he's a big reason that the Spurs were in the game tonight. And he's going to be a reason that they'll be in games, you know, later when that are competitive for sure. He's gradually gotten better as far as effort. I think that we have seen like in the preseason, we both thought maybe his body Mm -hmm. language seemed off. Like he wasn't, you know, trying as hard as some of the other guys on the team. That is completely flipped. He is giving 110% effort on defense, especially every single night. And his offensive game is slowly improving. He's getting more confident. Like you said, he really only has two options, either Mm -hmm. take the wide open three. But if he can get you on that hezzy and get to the rim, he's surprisingly good at finishing with either hand. He's pretty creative around the rim. He's got a solid handle, too. It's not not just a potato. And a better playmaker than I was giving him credit for in preseason and in offseason. Yep. So shout out to him. He will only continue to improve. I do think he will continue to get minutes as well as that backup too. But, dude, he was guarding Tyus Jones, John Moran, Desmond Bain, uh, Dylan Brooks, Roddy, LaRavia, anybody anybody that he switched on to, he was willing and able and took up that challenge. Um, so I love to see that heart in a young guy like this. Hopefully he's able to evolve into like a – Bruce Brown archetype or a Danny Green if his shot is ever to you know improve um to that level it looks but better it does look he did better. didn't he hit two free throws tonight too I think so let me double check that uh, yes yeah, he did two, two for two two for two and two for two from the or two for and two for four from the field he's he is looking a lot more comfortable Houston Oilers um he does he did need an opportunity with the Spurs I feel like he was being held back in Boston and not because they just had too many players at his position. He wasn't right. going to have an impact there. He's able to have an impact here. And if his confidence continues to rise, hopefully he's able to pan out. 
how Boston thought he would pan out when they drafted him as high as they did. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing, you know, you were talking about his body language and how we had maybe had comments about that before. I think I'm realizing also now that we've watched Romeo more, he's just not the most expressive guy, That's true but too. you can tell like he, but he's showing it in his effort. Like that is not, we right. We're completely off base on that. Um, so definitely like, like we said, just shout out to Romeo, man. Shout out to Romeo. Any final thoughts on this game, Ethan? It was a great game. Don't let the loss yep. sway your opinion if you weren't able to see it. Don't think, oh, we played like trash. This was a really competitive game that we could have had several opportunities to win. Mm-hmm. But experience, once again, got the got Memphis Grizzlies the W. Yeah, I think the key thing is here, uh, Keldon went four for 15 overall and two mm-hmm. of eight from three, and you still put the eight and four Grizzlies to overtime yeah. and had two opportunities to win the game. That really one should have gone in. One was the freaking rim. And and the other should have gone yeah. in too. Like you got two great looks. You just it's young guys. Eventually, you know, like our man Jeff uh McLanahan um yeah. says is they'll win this these types of games in the future. And I, I truly believe it. Like I think that, you know, next year or in eventually, regardless, Keldon and Devin are gonna be making those shots. I, I really believe in them. I'm really loving what I'm seeing. It's it's early in the year, but I I'm as of right now I'm full on like the strap me up. I'm 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 ready for Keldon's contract. I'm I'm ready. Awesome. I'm ready. I'm ready for Devin's contract. Whatever we extend him, and let's run with these two guys to the promised land. Uh, and you know whatever else we can get. I love Trey too. I love yeah. I love so many people. Who needs Who needs Wembanyama when you got Basie coming up? I know, a- dude. 30 and 10 guy. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. He's going to, he's a sniper too. He is a sniper. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, we appreciate you guys watching SSPN post game. Um, are, we're not doing Friday, correct? No, because no, I'm, we're not. I'm unavailable. Yes. You can do it if you want by yourself. I, I may be, I may be able to do it. We'll see. We'll see. But the Spurs have a date with the Milwaukee Bucks. So, that will be fun <laughs> to see the guys match up with the honest. Um, yeah. But glad that the Spurs are playing like the old Spurs. We've said this again mm. many times, but Mark puts it great. The old Spurs, Spurs bar. The old Spurs ball movement is back, and we love to see that. So we appreciate y'all. Thanks for coming out. Go Spurs, go. We'll catch you guys in the next one. And if you did like today's show, don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe below. Road to a thousand. We appreciate y'all and we'll catch y'all in the next one.